Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, I'm flying solo. I know, I'm sorry. It always gets really deep when I do this by myself. But no, it's it's fun, I promise. Uh, I've got some news updates, uh, talking about the Ghostbusters 2 uh, soundtrack release. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of a thought experiment uh, where I compare Ted Lasso to Ghostbusters. Stick with me. I promise there's a reason behind it. It's all about the things that we love, like football. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, hello there, everybody. Troy here by myself uh chris is uh you know uh, we're, t- we're taking a little bit of a hiatus here uh and so chris is uh visiting family and and out uh, on the road so uh, we've got some fun programming coming your way uh next week and the week following uh, but this week you're stuck with just me just me and my silky pipes and that's it nothing nothing more than these I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. It has been a long week uh, for everybody out there that's in these states uh, that is listening. You know that you had three day weekend, which always means that you've got the short week, which also means that they just throw everything and the kitchen sink into the four days of work. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. You guys out there probably are too. So <laughs> we're just gonna get into it. But here's here's what's gonna happen on this this here episode. Uh, not much news. I've got a couple of news items that I'm just gonna hit really quickly. Um, and then I have a fun thought experiment for myself, uh, which is only going to take about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I hope. I don't know. We'll see. See how long my voice holds up. Just me talking and trying not to have any dead air. Like, you know, when you listen to podcasts and there's just this. And you're like, somebody say something, please. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that. But anyway. Uh, so let's, uh, let's jump into the news really quickly and then I will tell you my thought experiment and this is mainly just for Chris who I'm hoping is listening to this as he drives. So here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so not not too much happening in the world of Ghostbusters. A couple of product things, merch things uh, that I need to do touch uh, touch upon. Uh, if you have been following the saga that is Randy Edelman's Ghostbusters 2 score, uh, we expected some sort of an announcement for Ghostbusters Day. Then we heard that uh, because of you know COVID delays uh, on the production pipeline, uh, they had to postpone the, the release just a little bit well. Lo and behold, if you go to Amazon.com, that tiny uh, shop next door, you can now pre-order both the CD and the vinyl, more on that in a second, 
and you can also listen to the Scolari Brothers track, which is a whole lot of fun. You can stream one of the tracks right this second uh, through the Amazon uh, website. So uh, August 13th is the release date for the um, for the uh, CD release, I should say. And then uh, the vinyl release will be following sometime in October, uh, probably right before uh, Halloween would be my guess. Uh, but you can pre-order both of them right now. Uh, price is extremely right, especially for the vinyl, which is, you know, 29 bucks uh, right now. So I uh, can't beat the price. And if you do it through Amazon, you, of course, get their pre-order guarantee, where if the price drops, you get the lowest price. So uh, so go grab that. If you if you want the vinyl in particular, I bet that's going to be a limited release. So uh, go check <clears throat> go check that out. See, I was telling you, my voice may not hold up. Let's see how this goes. Uh, so that's the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Very exciting. I know uh, for a good chunk of actually this past weekend, as you listen to this, uh, the, the soundtrack was number one on the Amazon charts. The the CD and the uh, vinyl were number one and number two in soundtracks and sales, respectively. Very cool. Um, so, uh, so check that out uh, if you're interested. Some people are hating on the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. We're not listening. Go ahead, all you want. La, 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 can't hear you. Uh, hey, let's talk about uh, our friends at the Toy Book, a very awesome uh, industry magazine uh, that has some news uh, from time to time. Uh, they have some, uh, you know, they're also working on the licensing expo, which is about to happen um, about this time uh, in, uh, in about a month or so. I think it's like the second week of August. But uh, our buddy James on at, at Toy Book had a great article that I encourage you to go check out because um, if you are experiencing a dearth of product, of toy product, or anything in your area, you might be thinking, oh man, come on, Hasbro, what gives? Where's my Star Wars action figures? Or where's my uh, Ecto-1 at Walmart, uh, which is supposed to be showing up any day now? Here's the deal. It's not COVID. Well, I guess it is kind of COVID related, but um, the ports are completely overwhelmed right now. So containers that are being shipped from overseas in China there is a shortage. There is a global shipping container shortage, which I had no idea. It's affecting everything. Um, if you're one of the new wave toys uh, collectors that, you know, they make the little uh, one uh, sixth scale uh, arcade cabinets, they actually had their 1942 cabinet ready to go. And it is still sitting in China because they can't get the, the shipment over here. Um, so part of it is the supply chain uh, is they've just got so much trying to keep shelves stocked right now. Um, and, uh, because of, of COVID and disruptions, uh, in labor and, you know, the ports, there was a, a little bit of an overwhelming, uh, a COVID outbreak that happened. Uh, we do have a, a friend of ours who listens to the podcast who works in the long beach port. And he was mentioning, man, it's just been long hours and people getting sick and just trying to, trying to keep up with it. Um, so, uh, so Keep things in perspective. If you are upset that you're not getting toys at Walmart, uh, <laughs> there are all other things, including you know necessary supplies that need to be uh, fed through this supply uh, pipeline. And uh, so the Toy Book has a great article where they go in and they explain uh, how the the demand is higher all of a sudden. Uh, the demand from stores to keep shelves uh, stocked is higher. Um, also, online sales. You know we're consuming more. It's uh, it's a very interesting thing. So uh, so go check that out. And uh, man, what else? Uh, we do know uh, that uh, some some Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife stuff is probably coming in August now. There's been some release dates uh, on 
I don't know, blankets and, and things like that that are hitting. We also got word, which we talked about last week, that the Ghostbusters cereal, if you're having trouble finding it, that will be hitting, uh, particularly the big family size box will be hitting in August, uh, thanks to the Michigan Ghostbusters for, for pointing that out. Um, and uh, Ecto Cooler, question mark, don't know. Uh, no spoilers, but if you watch Loki, I, I think that was a little subliminal hint towards somebody out there that we want our Ecto Cooler back. But uh, it's... Uh, you know, stay tuned. I'm, I'm sure that Ecto Cooler is one of those things that people are, are really trying to work toward at least a limited release. And it will probably be closer to the movie or, or Halloween. Like for, for everybody that can't get the cereal, like, hold on, there's a movie coming out. Just just wait, wait a beat, especially like the trailer. Same thing. You're waiting for the trailer. Just just sit tight. It's coming. Um, what else? Uh, had a lot of fun with our, our buddy, uh, uh, Venk Maniac, uh, on social media who put together his, uh, dessert pizza. Everybody out there that is just confused and befuddled by dessert pizza, man, we got to get you guys out more because dessert pizza is chef's kiss. It's so good. Uh, but he used the Stay Puffed marshmallows to create a, uh, like basically a s'more pizza that, oh boy, it, sounded great uh shout out to the michigan ghostbusters again who said it was worse than pineapple guys come on don't knock it until you try it. what it, it's like dealing with my three-year-old just try it maybe you'll like it if you don't like it at least you tried it so there it is uh and channeling spirits uh just want to give them a quick shout out because they have a great uh a great series if you haven't if you're not familiar with it go check out their youtube channel search for channeling spirits ghostbusters on on youtube and you'll find it pretty quickly but they've been doing all of these, just basically the the theoretical science. Uh, one of the things that I love when you're watching Discovery or you're watching the History Channel and they do their like science of Star Trek, science of Star Wars, just bringing in those uh, knowledgeable people from NASA, JPL, uh, and, and just having them wax theoretical about totally fictitious things and just talking about if it could, if it was real, how would it act or how would it uh, function? Um, and Channeling Spirits is doing a, a wonderful job. Uh, they just did the PKE meter. They're talking about how uh, the PKE meter could be uh, s- sensing the the decay in, in the air and what some of the settings do. And it's, it's very fun stuff. Uh, and as somebody who wrote the technical manual, uh, it is one of those things that I really enjoy both uh, seeing, seeing other people's interpretations of it and, and why and how they think things work, but also just what they think some of the buttons do. Like that was one of the things that we had a lot of fun with on the Ectomobile manual was just like, what do the buttons do? Because we know that Harold Ramis was the only person that could work the PKE meter because he had come up with all of the functionality in his head and knew how to kind of, you know, to spin the wheel and hit the button on the bottom to make it do exactly what he wanted it to do. But anyway, so uh, check that out. Channeling Spirits, Ghostbusters on uh, YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's, I think, going to be really the news for this week. Not much. I, this is, again, the calm before the storm. So it's great that Chris is out getting some uh, fresh air, some fresh Calgary air uh, right now. But uh, all right. So here's my thought experiment. Stick with me here. I have this thing now, and and it's it's been proving to be a fun sort of introspective um, conversation with myself. Totally healthy, right? Talking to yourself. Don't worry about it. I'm not lonely, guys. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> this pandemic is horrible. Anyway, so yeah, I've been having this conversation with myself, uh, trying to figure out what makes me like certain things, and. 
I know that if you start picking at threads and you start trying to figure out and dissect why things uh, are the way that they are, sometimes they lose some of the magic, sometimes they lose some of that wonder. Um, there's that uh, commentary on the Dr. Horrible soundtrack that, you know, you try to pick, pick, pick it apart. Uh, and, and it just... I get it. I try not to do that, but uh, it came to me when we were watching Ted Lasso for the second time uh, this past week. Actually, we just we breezed through our second watch through because it's just it's a wonderful show. It's very optimistic. It's very funny. It's very entertaining. Uh, much like The Good Place, it's one of those shows where you watch it and it just makes you feel good uh, and it makes you feel sad and it makes you feel just in general, which is very tough to do lately. Um, but uh, so here's here's what I'm I'm thinking. I came up with this idea of why I like Ted Lasso and stick with me because I'm going to be able to relate it back to Ghostbusters here pretty easily. Um, Ted Lasso is one of those shows where you see yourself mirrored in not just one of the characters, but many of the characters. Um, The way that I kind of um, can basically in, in one sentence or less explain this is that Ted Lasso is like the Pixar movie inside out for adults. Uh, I watch Ted Lasso and I see myself reflected in Ted, in Coach Beard, in uh, Danny Rojas, uh, in uh, Jamie Tart, um, in, in all of the characters. Like, and and it's, it's kind of an amazing thing if you start looking at some of the things that you love through that lens. Um, you know, why do you love Cheers? Well, I love the characters, but why is it that you love the characters? You love those particular characters because they remind you of somebody, maybe not necessarily yourself, maybe people you know in your life. Uh, the best characters are the are the realest characters that you can see some sort of a mirror image within yourself. So, so I was watching Ted Lasso the second time around, and I, it really occurred to me that if I look at this show as all of these uh, whatever the, the id, whatever the ego is that exists within me, um, all of the characters within the show embody all of those different aspects of it. Ted Lasso is the endearing optimism, uh, the, the joy, the, the wonder, the childlike uh, energy that you're born with and you try to just desperately grasp onto your entire life and, and it's, it gets harder and harder and harder. And Ted Lasso is just one of those characters himself that you look at him and he's a nice guy. He's an optimistic guy. He's a positive guy. Yes, he he sometimes has uh, some some failings of himself and, and, and in others, but he's just a wonderful person. You look at Ted Lasso and you think, man, I wish I was more like him. I feel like my life would be a lot better if I was as happy and as optimistic as, as Ted Lasso was. So, so look at Ted Lasso as joy. If we're continuing to do this inside out <laughs> analogy, uh, Ted Lasso is joy. Uh, Higgins, um, a, a wonderful squirrely character, and I'm not going to spoil anything about the show, uh, so just stick with me. If, if anything, maybe this will encourage you to watch the show if you've been putting it off, but um, Higgins is your insecurity. Higgins is the character who is is kind of timid and kind of meek. And, um, you know, he's, he's almost, there's, there's two characters that are like that. There's Higgins, who is the, the sort of henchman to Rebecca. Um, and then there's, uh, Nate the Great, uh, who Nick Muhammad plays wonderfully. Same thing, kind of a timid character. Um, and both, both have their strong points. Both end up like finding their strength and finding their voice throughout the first season. Um, 
but but honestly they both embody your insecurities and they both show you can be a follower you can be a person who doesn't speak up you can can work for the rest of your life just as a kit man and and you will be totally maybe possibly happy don't know not sure so again uh, you got ted lasso as joy you've got uh, higgins and and nate the great uh, as your your insecurity um then you've got jamie tart as your ego as your vanity as <laughs> as the the celebrity that you aspire to be um and we all know people like jamie tart who is the uh for, for those not familiar he is like the star player on the team and uh and knows it basically he knows that he is better than everybody else he thinks that everything is beneath him uh just very self-centered um, and we all have that too. And we all catch ourselves doing that from time to time. We all find ourselves being selfish and, and not, uh, thinking about the, not necessarily the feelings of others, but even just like thinking of others in general. And that's, that's Jamie Tart. So he kind of represents that, that selfishness. Um, coach beard, coach beard is kind of the wrench in my, my analogy here, uh, because he is one of those, um, support systems who is always there for Ted Lasso when Ted's having a bad day he's there with a pint uh he he is sort of the the best friend character uh, which doesn't really lend itself necessarily to to a, a personality trait or or to an emotion um so so I'm I'm still kind of struggling with with finding some way to shoehorn coach beard into that uh but uh but he's, he's just a wonderful character, and, and he makes a Back to the Future reference, which still gets me every time I watch the show. Uh, Rebecca, who is the owner of the team, uh, she represents our, our vengeful uh, side. <laughs> and I, I have one of those. Fr- friends who are very close to me know that I hold grudges, and it's terrible, and it has been something that has haunted me for my life. Uh, and I uh, there, there are relationships uh, that were severed for probably no good reason uh, in my life. And it, uh, I, I see a lot of myself, at least that aspect of myself, in Rebecca's character. She is hell-bent on driving the team into the ground, uh, at whatever the cost may be. And, uh, and, but she, she sees, she sees the, the error in her ways. She's, she sees that this is something that she's, she's not necessarily, she doesn't, she feels dirty kind of doing it. And, and I feel like we all kind of have that, like, we all want to get angry and we want to scream and we want to be, uh, we want to just be vengeful towards people. Um, and we kind of catch ourselves and maybe, maybe reel ourselves in, or maybe we do it a little bit and then we reel ourselves in. So that Rebecca kind of represents that, um, combative, uh, uh, side of us. Um, all right, just maybe two more, uh, Danny Rojas, obviously, uh, football is life. He he is the the unbridled joy of of life. He is uh, where Ted is the kind of optimist and he is the positive thinker. Um, <laughs> quite literally, uh, man. Um, I I wish I could. How do I bottle Danny Rojas and just like drink that uh, as as a uh, instead of coffee? Because that's that's what you need. Is you need his just, uh, energy uh, and, and positivity. Yes, but it's a different kind of positivity than, than Ted Lasso. Um, all right. So now we get into Roy Kent, um, who on the second 
watch through. Roy Kent is the 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 aging veteran who is still the captain of the team, um, who sees the young up and comer being the star and gets very jealous. Um, and but but honestly, Roy Kent is just our 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 fear of aging, our fear of death, our fear of what happens when we become obsolete. And, uh, and, and I think particularly with the pandemic and particularly with, you know, I'm about to turn 40, uh, in a little bit here, like I, am seeing a lot of myself in Roy Kent, which I probably shouldn't be seeing a lot of myself in Roy Kent. Uh, but I am. And, uh, so, so I hold that mirror up to him and, and I think it was between that realization and, and the Ted Lasso realization that that's really what kind of drove me to this, uh, to this, uh, hypothesis. But so, all right, you're, you're, you've now listened to 10 minutes of me rambling about uh, Ted Lasso. What does that mean for Ghostbusters? Well, if you take this model and you apply it to Ghostbusters, it is, it works uh, for the same reasons that I mentioned Cheers, because I took this model and I applied it to Cheers. Why do I love Cheers? Well, uh, Sam is who we want to be. Sam is uh, the Jamie Tart in this scenario. Sam is the... Um, the idyllic, uh, cool, um, confident, um, that he, he's basically, I, I looked at him and I was like, he's confidence. He, he is what you wish you had going into a job interview. Like if I, if I was Sam Malone, sweet, I'm, I'm getting that job because I'm totally confident in myself. Uh, Carla is the, the, the voice in the back of your head that you always suppress. Whenever there is a quip that you uh, have in response, you know, when you when you have, I don't know, a weird encounter with somebody or you, you kind of get into a confrontation and then like 30 minutes later, your brain goes, you know what you should have said? And you go, oh, man, that's so good. That's Carla. And Carla can do that right away. Um, I don't I don't quite know what to call that or what to define that as uh, more so just like that's that's what it is within your brain. But again, I don't want to go down the cheers route, but I'm, I'm using this as an example to now apply this to Ghostbusters, where look at what we've been told, particularly about the four four main guys. Um, Peter is the mouth. Uh, Ray is the heart. Egon is the brains. And Winston, you know, Winston, I would say is the muscle, but is also just the work drive, is the ethic, is the, you know, I'm... I'm in this. I'm in this because I gotta make my rent, kind of kind of person. So, um, and then of course, as as things go along, Winston becomes a, a different character altogether. But so, so look at it through those four lenses. But then start to look at at it as as like yourself. Uh, look look through aspects of yourself that you see within these characters. Um, Peter, we all aspire to be like Sam Malone, uh, like Ted Lasso. But I I know it's a stretch to compare Peter Venkman to Ted Lasso, but hear me out. <laughs> it's it's that aspirational type of character who, like Sam Malone, is very confident, knows exactly what to say, has grace grace under pressure, and can talk his way out of any situation. He is the mouth of the Ghostbusters. Uh, you we all want to be that person, and and maybe there are aspects within you that you see of yourself that you I am very Peter Venkmany. A lot of people say, I wish I was like Peter. I wish that I could come up with those things to say at the right time. I wish that I could talk myself out of a parking ticket or a speeding ticket uh, the way that I'm sure Venkman probably does. Um, but but I, you can look at Venkman and either see things 
of yourself or things that you aspire to be within yourself. Right. Okay. So Ray, same thing. He is the heart of the Ghostbusters. He is enthusiastic. He is energetic. He he is the person who is the driving force. He is the fuel that is running the machine. And uh, even though he's kind of the childlike wonder too, he's a little Danny Rojas in that sense where it's just like, hey, does this pole still work? Football is life, you know. <laughs> there are these there are these parallels that you can draw uh, to Ray that he's just like a big golden retriever. And uh, but you look at you look at Ray, uh, particularly in the first film, and we all we all wish that we had his uh, his optimism, his his positivity, his what that perspective. Uh, will give you a long and and fruitful life uh, if we could do that. Um, then there's Egon. Egon obviously is the intelligence. Uh, if whatever you are a a professional or a very um, uh, if if you have some sort of a talent or or uh, uh, something that you have trained your whole life and have honed your craft. Uh, for the longest possible time, that's your Egon. Your Egon is that person that's in there uh, that that can pull stupid trivia out of the back of their head for no particular reason at a bar. Or that the Egon is 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 yeah, your intelligence. Uh, and and yes, we all talk about him being the brain, so it makes a whole lot of sense. And we don't have to all be nuclear scientists, uh, but but there is a little Egon somewhere in your life. Uh, that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's Ghostbusters trivia to be completely honest. Maybe, you know, uh, you can name all of the parts on the proton pack, uh, right down to the PPD and that's, that's your Egon, but we all have that little bit of Egon within us. Uh, so, and we all love junk food. Come on deep down. I, I know you're like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be healthier, especially after the pandemic. No, no, we all love junk food. Don't deny it. All right. So that's Egon Winston uh, actually really proves this point because Winston is, even though he gets arrested and he says, I got to get my own lawyer. And he's there, there is a sense of like, I'm, I'm just in this for the paycheck. Um, he is a loyal, he is a brave and he is a true friend, uh, companion and, and, you know, the fact that he shows up with his resume and, and is looking for the job, they could not have found a more perfect candidate for what the Ghostbusters needed. They needed somebody who would always be there and would always be reliable and, uh, <laughs> who, especially when you get to the second movie still sticks around, even when times get rough, you know, uh, face it, man, Ghostbusters doesn't exist. Then why is Winston still there? Because he is dedicated. He, he loves the Ghostbusters. He loves this family that he's come together with. He loves this town. And, uh, and it, and it is, it is completely personified in the way that he acts and the decisions that he makes. And, uh, again, I think all of us should have more Winston within us, whether or not we do. I don't know if that's the case. I look at Winston and I, I, my, my cynical self kicks in far too often, far, far, far too often lately, to be completely honest, my, I'm cynical more than I used to be, but I used to be Winston. I used to be like, Hey, let's do this guys. Like, uh, wait, we need to, we need to go shoot something out in the middle of nowhere. I'm give me the camera. I got it, you know? And, and I feel like over the last, you know, 12, 15 months, uh, because of everything that's happened, 
I've lost a lot of that and I need to find some more of that. I need to bring a little bit more of my Winston traits back uh, into my personality. I need to, that, that drive and that dedication um, and, and, and just, just what makes Winston Winston, I need to put more of that into myself. So, um, so I, I just, I see, I see a little bit of myself in all four of the Ghostbusters. And I think that is exactly why I love this movie and this property so much is because I'm in it. Like I'm, I'm seeing the mirror reflection, even if they are very small parts of me or parts that I wish that I was, um, it's, it's very, um, it's very, I, I wish that Harold Ramis were alive for me to talk to about this because it's very psychological. It is something that I think you could dissect, uh, on a very granular level and find ways uh, to start to explain why it is that we see ourselves in art and why we see ourselves in performances and why we see ourselves in music and, and music makes us feel a very certain way. There are things that surround us and we like them because I think deep down we're all really, really selfish. <laughs> I think, I think it's, if, if you watch something and it doesn't make you feel, it's probably because you don't see any of yourself in it. Uh, particularly when you watch, uh, some of the disposable content that they make for, for little kids, uh, which drives me nuts. Um, there's not a whole lot of personality. There's not a whole lot of us in there. There's not a whole lot of these key things that make characters really great. But then when you watch a show, like Bluey, I, I will I will speak the praises of Bluey until the day I die because it is one of those shows that pops up on Disney Junior um, that has characters who are real, characters you aspire to be, characters that you see parts of yourself in, uh, characters that uh, do embody all of these certain personality traits and and things like that. And so I, I think that's what separates good writing and good art and good movies and good music and, and good photography and all of these things. That's what separates the good from the bad. If, if you are able to hold a mirror up to something that to me makes it good. And if you hold the mirror up to something and you see nothing, you get a black, black screen, uh, that's when it's, it's bad because it doesn't really connect with you and, and things that connect on a personal, deeper level, are the things that you love for forever, for long periods of time, for the rest of your life, because you continue to analyze things in a way that also is interpretive of your life. Like Ghostbusters, I see as a different, uh, I, I see it through a different lens as I did when I was a kid. Obviously, when you're a kid, you see it and you want the wish fulfillment aspect of it. You want the the gear and the 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 adventure, uh, running towards danger, which we talked to Alex Langley, uh, a great psychologist. Man, in our first season, go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it. But but why is it that we, as kids, sparked to that? Because they're heroic and they're awesome, and you want to be them. Uh, but then as an adult, you start to realize like, yeah, a lot of these different things that I see in myself, I also see in the characters that I've grown up with and I've, I've been watching for years. And now I kind of understand uh, on that personal level, same thing. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be Ghostbusters, but Lord of the Rings. Uh, I mean, look at all of the, like Led Zeppelin writing most of their songs about Lord of the Rings. Everybody thinks that it's about them having lost uh, family or friends or loved ones or, and it's like, no, it's, 
it's about Frodo. <laughs> like there are, like there is art that is derivative uh, from other art because it has made people feel certain ways, uh, and and that's awesome too. Because not only do you connect with the original work of art, but then you're connecting with with the other work of art. Uh, Star Trek and Galaxy Quest are another one of those, and and the Orville. I, I'm not too familiar with the Orville, but I hear it's the same thing. Where it's like if you loved Star Trek because you saw yourself in all of these characters, particularly Next Generation. And then you then you go and you watch Galaxy Quest. It makes a whole lot of sense because it's also picking apart on all of those things that you liked about those characters and either parodying them or or, or kind of uh, put, putting a, a little bit of a, a spin on. Um, but uh, anyway, guys, uh, thought experiment, sort of good, sort of. I don't know. I feel like I've just been talking for a half hour and probably five sentences of it made sense. But uh, I, I would love to hear what you guys think about this. I would love to hear if you think that this can be held up to things that you love. And if you see, the, let's call it let's call it the inside out uh, model of, of all of the all of those personality traits that exist within your brain and make you feel and make you react and make you emote. Uh, hold those up to the things that you love in your life and, uh, and, and see if it works, uh, just as a, as a fun exercise. When I did cheers, I did ghostbusters. I also in my brain, this is what happens when I try to sleep. I want you guys to know this, that at like four o'clock in the morning, my brain is doing this instead of like, Hey, rest, you need sleep. Anyway, uh, I held it up to hockey. Um, and because why do I love hockey above all other sports? Uh, and of course, you know, I, I grew up playing hockey. I love because it's it's a fast game. It's fun to watch. Um, all of those things that are very surface level, but uh, holding the inside out model up to it. Um, I love hockey because you need skill and you need something that you have practiced and something that you have been determined that the Winston in your, uh, your personality has just been determined to do for long, long periods of time because it takes such, such a great amount of skill. Um, it also brings out your angry side. Uh, you know, all of those feelings that you suppress, all of that anger, uh, your sometimes your, uh, your inner Roy Kent, uh, who rips out a bench from the locker room. Um, it, it brings that out in you. Uh, it brings out the happiness in you. It brings out the anger in you. And, and it certainly, uh, you know, brings out the, the exhilaration and the joy of life too, because it's just, it's, it makes you feel when you are skating, it makes you feel alive and it's good exercise too. But anyway, so, and I think that's why I like hockey more than literally any other sport. I love baseball. I love football. Um, I, I used to really like basketball. I don't know what happened. Um, but hockey just has all of those things that are my personality traits, uh, embodied in, in some sort of way. So it doesn't necessarily have to be characters either. Just throwing that out there. So as a fun exercise, uh, I, I encourage all of you out there, uh, think of something that you love, hold this model up to it and uh, report back to me because I'm, I'm curious if I'm onto something or if I'm just talking shit. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? 
if you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. My voice held up. I don't know how, but it did. Uh, but hey, that, that concludes our, our abridged uh, version of the CrossRip this week. Uh, next week, uh, we got a fun episode. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, um, but uh, we did kind of talk about it a couple weeks ago. So if you if you have been listening to the podcast religiously, you do know of something that's coming up I'm really excited about. Uh, also want you to uh, go check out the Frog Brothers podcast uh, this, this week on on thursday i think they're going to air it if you're listening to this on monday uh this thursday uh we had a great conversation with them about ghostbusters answer the call on its fifth anniversary um and uh no it is uh going back about 20 minutes in my conversation here it is not cynical don't don't sweat if you love answer the call you can listen to this um but it is it is very interesting to go back and and talk about that movie five years later uh maybe with some less some uh, to a lesser degree of the baggage is gone but some of the baggage still exists there um so uh check that out uh frog brothers podcast uh it's on on the youtube channel um fun fun conversation with those guys so so check that out and uh yeah so this is where i normally would throw to chris for his final thoughts while i finished out my drink um but uh he's not here so i'm gonna give you guys my final thoughts Uh, and my final thought is this um I've, I've been having a rough go of things, uh, of late. Um, and, uh, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not, we don't mean it. We don't need to get into it. Uh, but, but it's, I think it's just fatigue. I think we're, we're at the end of what's been a very long period of time, uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons. And it's not just the pandemic and it's not just political and it's not just, uh, social, uh, unrest. And it's just, the, it's just the accumulation of so much stuff and I saw somebody uh, define it as hypervigilance. Like we all have fatigue from hypervigilance. We're all just on red alert all the time for everything now. Uh, and especially if you're on social media, you, you really get a sense of it that hyper hypervigilance uh, kicks in. You know, so, uh, somebody sneezes without covering their, their mouth and their nose and it becomes like a national news story uh, because of the outrage that sparked and this person has to apologize for it. And, it, and so I, I offer this um, because I know we are all tired and I know that we're all um, <laughs> we all have opinions of this because of the because of the hypervigilance that's going on right now. Um, take a breath. Um, do do what you can um, to reset and uh, and take take some time for yourself because what really helped me, uh, particularly when I was spiraling a few days ago, um, just to disconnect from the hive mind, disconnect from social media, disconnect and, and family and friends and whatever you have to do, um, and turn yourself inward, even though we have, I point in case I just talked for 35 minutes about stuff that I've been talking to myself while I'm trying to sleep at night. Uh, so we, we are all turning conversations inward. I know that this is happening naturally as it is, but, but look inward and, and find ways to, um, use that energy 
to better yourself, to better the people around you, to better the, the, the just the, the, the smaller situation because the big global situation at this moment in time is just too damn tough to comprehend. And I think what ends up happening is we get too overwhelmed. Um, and I, uh, a couple weeks ago, was having a tough time because my because of the pandemic my job has changed and my my living situation has changed and and you know we're we've all been inside our apartments uh in in los angeles for for way longer than we should be part of the draw to living in la is being able to go out and do a whole lot of stuff and finally that's starting to happen now but um but I would start to spiral when I was thinking about, well, I, I got to figure something out to, to better my job situation. I got to do that and I got to do that now. And I got to I gotta figure out a better way to get my housing situation settled so that I'm not living above dude bros for the rest of my life. I got to figure that out. And, uh, you know, I got to do all of this stuff and it just, it balloons and it balloons and it becomes a bigger and bigger, 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 bigger thing. And, and, and it's not productive because you can't control it. And, and if you start thinking about step Z without starting with A, B, and C, um, it's just overwhelming and you can't deal with it. And our, our little, uh, our little Peter Ray, Egon and Winston's inside our brains can't handle it all. <laughs> they can't do it. Can't cope. Um, so uh, again, I am, I, I have no knowledge, no expertise. Uh, I am not a trained psychologist. I am not Dr. Fraser Crane here. Um, so take, take my advice with a grain of salt. But if, if, if things are just too overwhelming, if you look at the news and stuff's too overwhelming, and if you look at things that in your life that you're trying to correct and it's too overwhelming, and and if everything is just too much, uh, just try to try to go into the turtle shell just a little bit, <laughs> not not to the point where you completely sequester yourself, but just just turn turn your your gaze inward and try to figure out just like small, tiny baby steps. Damn it, did I just come up with Dr. Leo Marvin's baby steps? I think I did. Shit, I thought I, I thought I was sounding brilliant and I just copied What About Bob. And that's how I know it's time to go, everybody. All right, until next week, see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.